to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests, and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Perry. I'm the guest. Hey. <laughs> this is the last episode we're doing of Night Week. Wait, we're going to be talking about Nightshade. Oh, Nightshade. So, okay. Deadly Nightshade. What do you think Nightshade is? What do I think Nightshade is? I think that Nightshade has to be um, some form of a... I, I don't know. It, it, I, you know what? I don't have anything on this one. Nightshade has to kill people. That's all. That's all I have. Well, I mean, you know, maybe she does other things. I mean, she sounds whatever. dangerous, so. Yeah, what what do you think? What do you think Nightshade wears? Uh next to nothing? You're right. Ding ding ding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get started. So I do want to say something real quick. One of her aliases is Dr. Deadly Nightshade, so <laughs> You know, but here's so what she looks like. too far off. <laughs> okay, so, jeez. All right, come on, I, just describe I, what you say. No, I I get it. I get it. I I appreciate the um. They're not quite pigtails. They're pigtails with bobs, and um. And a bikini, and a bikini with um, yeah, and. And a bikini with, uh, 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 like, thigh highs. <laughs> I mean, That's... she is also wearing th- something that I would call a belt of some sort. Sure. And gloves. <laughs> she suffers from a uh, Rob Liefeld syndrome. Yeah, but she is, uh, <laughs> she's, she's dressed in a certain way, let's say that. I poorly. You know what? I'm not gonna say poorly just because we might find out that you know she owns it in a certain way. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But, fair enough. Well, here here's what I mean when I say poorly. What I mean is that her original outfit and and like I'm I'm googling it, you know, as we're conversating. Like it it seems to be a product of like the 70s and like disco 70s yeah so it, it's i would a, say that's a very disco like if you put actual pants on her it'd be a very disco outfit oh yeah absolutely absolutely but even if she still had pants, it just if she seems, had pants on it seems extremely outdated yeah it's <laughs> it is for the most part although i do like afro puffs a lot well, they're, yeah, it's yeah. Especially it, adorable when little girls have giant Afro puffs about the size of their head <laughs> on each side. I'm just like, oh my God, you're so adorable. Okay, so her name is Tilda Johnson. Okay. <laughs> she is a professional, a professional criminal with a secret identity. Her other uh, alias is Deadly Nightshade. I, again, um, I she's believe a it. New, She's single and a former ally of the Yellow Claw. What? Now, oh, she's can single? you guess the Yellow Claw? Well, she's single and ha- <laughs> and she's a... Well, we're not going to get 
jump on that. Uh, what we're going to jump on is who do you think the yellow claw is? Who do I think the yellow claw is? And oh, how, did, why is it racist? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to have to go with a uh, uh, an Asian character in uh, this instance. And considering it was the 70s, um, it has to be somebody somewhat related to Shang-Chi. Actually, weirdly enough, he he came out first in 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 a in his own comic, the Yellow Claw, and um, in October nineteen sixty and nineteen fifty six. Interesting. He did show up though. He did get his start in Agents of Atlas. So this is whenever it was Atlas before okay. it became Marvel. Yeah. Right, right. And he did he also um was a person who <laughs> a person fight, fought the master of Kung He Fu. was in fact a person. <laughs> he was a person. <laughs> I will say that. He wasn't just an object, he was a person. Right. Um but he yeah, he fought he fought uh Shang Chi, Master of Kung Fu. I'm not okay. surprised, honestly. <laughs> so we might talk about him because he is mentioned several times. I think we probably should in the wise, in the yeah. wise. But we'll, but you know, you know, a lot of racist stuff happened. Let's just say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the '70s. We're really racist. How can we serve you? <laughs> Welcome to existence of humanity we're really racist we never stopped we just kind of continued and changed the way we did it but oh she my fir- gosh she first showed up in captain america issue one uh 64 issue one oh issue, 64 no, sorry 64 <laughs> <laughs> issue no if this showed up in the first captain america issue i was like oh my gosh no, no, she, yeah, it was 164, Queen of the Werewolves, and August 1973. Okay, I, I just would like to point out for a, a quick second, I, um, I searched, uh, Nightshade Marvel, right, you know, just a, just a general search, and, um, went to writeups.org, which is clearly a reputable source, and they it has a dot org you can't lie with org dot dot org they have ads on the side um and one of them is an amazon link to a black leather bikini in parentheses nsfw so not safe for work <laughs> i just like you know that this what? is what they this is what they you know assume is going to be associated with uh nightshade well you but, know uh, what I think she rocks it, so you know. Oh, but she kills this is, it, but, man. Yeah, she does. She does kill it. And also, I think this is an issue where the falcon turns into a werewolf, which is not the <laughs> last time he turns into a werewolf. Not the last time it, that it anybody who held time. the mantle of Captain America turned into a werewolf either. It so might not even be the first time. Uh, not now. But he I at least so turned. Yeah, but he did turn into yeah he did turn into a werewolf whenever he was Captain America. Yeah, right. Yeah, which no, he, he should did. still remain Captain America, but Marvel is a coward. They're just cowards. <laughs> so it seems like 
Nightshade has really stood the test of time. She has. Um, she has shown up in quite a few things. Like, I mean, not in a lot, but she definitely has shown up. Uh, yeah. The latest the latest thing she appears to have been in is um, Occupy Avengers, which is uh, okay. which was a Hawkeye Hawkeye Red Wolf comic, where okay. they were kind of trying to do you know trying to do like more like street like street level as in like actual street level stuff yeah. like change things right right. Hey, this is Jesse butting in real quick. I just wanted to point out that uh, Nightshade, a.k.a. Tilda Johnson, did show up in Luke Cage Season 2. This was recorded about a month before uh, the Season 2 came out. I just wanted to kind of point that out because I thought the actress who played her was pretty good. And I have a feeling she's going to come up as a pretty cool villain in the third season. So, yep, back to the episode. It appears to be the latest thing she was in. Um, but she, she hasn't shown up in, like, a lot. But she's definitely shown up in enough to kind of be reminded. Sure. Remind people that she sure. exists. Does she pass the, uh, she's going to be in a Marvel movie test? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so either. <laughs> no, like... I mean, I like a lot of characters you think wouldn't be in a Marvel movie has been in a Marvel movie. Sure. The fact sure. that Ego the Living Planet shows up as a goddamn planet, a horny <laughs> planet, <laughs> means it's right open. <laughs> like, for real, Ego the Living Planet shows up as a horny planet dad. Right, right. Like, I'm going to just say anything's possible. <laughs> So, like, there was a million other Cosmic Marvel people they could have done, but no, they went with Ego, the goddamn well, no, planet. of course, of course. <laughs> you know, so, you know. <laughs> but, Do you think so. that they just had, like, a hat and a bunch of names written in it, and they just drew names out, and, like, whoever had the most names, like, you know, it was the entire production crew from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and it was, like, whoever had the most names... <laughs> that became the villain. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Just like James Gunn actually has an affection for Ego, the Living Planet. I am sure he does. Which who does? I'm sure he does. It's pretty cool. But um, was born into poverty, the only child of a family living in the uh, Harlem district of New York. And at an early age, he discovered she was gifted with a natural aptitude for science, and decided to develop it in secret, hiding a brilliant mind. Behind a childish facade. When she was 16, she accumulated enough extensive knowledge of genetics, cybernetics, and physics. And using her knowledge, began a career of crime, believing that she would it would be the fastest Naturally. and most lucrative way Naturally. to get out of the ghetto. Which, again, makes sense. Because it's often the only way to get out of a place where you're where poor are basically... I just think that they kind of went for the easiest route to have a black character. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's I don't think fair. it's racist per se. Um, because as much as I wish that, you know, 
we had a black Captain America again. Captain America, Steve Rogers, was very progressive in his right. comics. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for the most part, was and is progressive. It's just, you know, as a young criminal, uh, she was brought into the attention of the Yellow Claw, who was looking for allies. And uh, <laughs> the Yellow Claw. You said the, you had somewhere else to go with it. But no, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, sh- the Yellow Claw developed the costume identity for as Deadly Nightshade. Or some would say just threw some underwear at her and said, wear this. <laughs> no, I, I agree with that. That's how it looks, at least. Well, I mean, I'm going to say, like, I think she kind of owns it in a way. Because she is this, like, very, she is a very powerful person who's using her sexuality as a weapon as well as her i think that's fair but you can you can make that argument you can still do that in a different way (laughs) (laughs) but i'm not gonna i'm not uh, but um that's not what we're here for though (laughs) we're not we're not here for that at least not now anyway um so and yellow claw helped her finance her largest scale uh crime venture right where where she, her plan was to utilize prisons as a source of manpower for the yellow claw through the use of chemicals which would transform the convicts into obedient werewolf-like creatures her plan was foiled well of course it was by captain america of course it was yeah. and shield also helped but she managed to escape um and because of her failure the yellow claw rejected nightshade as a uh ally and in her anger she formulated plans to avenge herself on captain america and shield um using a special pheromone she enhanced her natural allure and took control of a uh shield facility for a brief time and forced captain america to fight his partner the falcon this time her plan ultimately failed and she was captured she then escaped from prison and returned to Harlem, where she turned to her scientific talents towards the, construction, towards the construction of lifelike robots to serve her in an effort to take control of the criminal underworld. Again, she, she hid behind a childlike facade, and this time as the um, mistress of a rising crime lord, R.U. Rossum, which was actually one of her robots. So I think that's actually pretty smart. So to... her her robot rebelled against her? No, no. Oh, okay. She was going to take control of the criminal world. Acting right. like she was the lackey of her robot while she was actually the... Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Which I think it's a I pretty gotcha. smart idea. Yeah. Because no one's going to blame... Because everyone's going to blame that robot when you're actually the mastermind. <laughs> this is like Doctor Doom all over again. Yeah. And she succeeded in wrestling the protection rackets from local gangs and the Magia and began to look into further criminal operations to okay. take over. The Power Man and Iron Fist, however, exposed her scheme and destroyed her base of operations. Well. Um, she managed to escape and remained undercover for several months. And, surf- and she surfaced uh, with a scheme to recruit the Hulk as an accomplice to help her acquire a unique piece of circuitry made by the Ran Meacham 
Corporation, which would override access <laughs> uh, codes for any computer. She again was opposed to Iron Man and I mean not Iron Man, sorry. It was Iron Man and Power Fist. Yeah. So Power Man and Iron uh, Power Man and Iron Fist and Machine Man. Iron Fist and Power Man. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> and Machine Man also showed up though. Machine Man being great. Machine Man's amazing. Amazing. So did she served a short? She served a short sentence when she was paroled and and then then you know had a hasty plan to get more funds. But, and then she assembled four accomplices, which we will talk about. Uh, Stiletto, Discus, Man Mountain Marco, and the second eel to go to a debutante ball and rob a dress, uh, wealthy guests from their valuables. Power Man <laughs> and Iron Fist thwarted her again and her four employees, and she's now serving another, uh, sentence. <laughs> of course. Of course. So, she is Four a five four, weighs one fifteen, has brown eyes and black hair. Uh, she, yeah, she is. Uh, she is. She's has. She exercises moderately, with no super strength, and uh, she is a brilliant scientist who constructed a number of formidable weapons to aid her in her criminal activities. She also developed a uh, chemical which which allowed her to command men's minds and influence their perceptions but that's been exhausted years ago uh, by and, uh, poison ivy yeah of course <laughs> and uh she's also an above ath- above average athlete and well versed in street fighting techniques aka pocket sand <laughs> <laughs> pocket sand and uh um what stabbing people when they're yeah. not looking <laughs> yeah that's what i was thinking of <laughs> see pockets sand them and then they're just like oh my eyes you stab them it, it works every time <laughs> oh man <laughs> nothing like a good night week where you uh you know get some get some sand in your eyes <laughs> she also uh she um Later on, she worked with uh, Modoc. Whenever he hired her for a uh, heist, mm-hmm. and she also was contracted by Misty Knight and was employed by Heroes of Hire for a while, where she fought the second Deathstalker, who is someone we haven't talked about. She might have. Uh, no. no, no, we haven't talked about because it, it was way after. It was after <laughs> eighty. It was in the nineties when they first showed up. Um, We're so, so behind. Let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about some other things. Okay. Great. Like well, what? first, what do you think about her? Um, <laughs> and what do you think about her? Based on my my very limited experience with Nightshade, um. It seems like she is a uh, sexual exploitation. Um, she, she is very much in the vein of the black exploitation character. Sure, in in that weird crossover between sex exploitation and black exploitation. Yes, um, and which which I'm like okay with that as long as it's done right. And it sounds like they were doing interesting things with her. 
But the fact that she isn't just a black, angry man who is a drug dealer mm-hmm. is already a step forward. Because <laughs> we barely have <laughs> yeah, that. We barely fair. have that nowadays where half the, like, well, if you have, like, a black villain, they're probably a drug dealer. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Or against the law, just kind of this in general, like, doesn't line up with societal norms I, I i get what you're saying yeah and like that's what i'm like i'm not saying it's great by any means but i'm saying it was definitely a step it was definitely a step in the right direction yeah for yeah, the time for sure and the fact that she's still kind of and the fact that she is someone who is really smart and just very really self-motivated mm-hmm. also i'm going to give i'm going to give more more uh yeah that's more fair. to that that's fair because there's plenty of there's plenty of like just black villains that are just like they're Here just I am. They're, they're just in gangs. <laughs> Gangsters. They're just in gang yeah. they're just they're just in gangs or drug dealers or Yeah, I get it. Or they're not trying to move forward, they're trying to like, you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a, a pass to her. At the same time though, yeah, like I'm not gonna be searching fair. out for her. But <laughs> I'm gonna give her a little bit of a pass. Sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Overall, though, I think and they that could, they could she's have really, a, like in in honestly, I'm just gonna say this: if they gave her pants, it would have just been a disco outfit. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna talk about a couple of other people. We're gonna talk about her four oh. people that she was with. Okay. So number one, Stiletto. Nothing. Ooh. I know nothing about Stiletto. Saletto was a creation of Tony Isabella, who is a who was a f- person who uh, helped create uh, Black Lightning, actually, which is oh okay fun. okay gotcha yeah and he did some stuff for like Ghost Rider and and like Hawkman and Monster and like he's he's yeah. Um, like he's he's done quite a bit over the over the years. I think he still writes occasionally as well. He first showed up in Heroes of Hire uh number sixteen. And uh what's what's his deal? What's what's he do? <laughs> um I'm gonna just look at his gadgets and abilities. He has a wrist gauntlets that fire miniature daggers or blades. Um a product are- of the nineties if I've ever heard one. Well, I'm good. Well, I'm gonna just pull pull back the years a little bit more because wrist <laughs> blasters were very popular in the 70s and 80s. Um, the knife, the light, the knives are constructed of explosive metal, which will detonate upon contact on any person or structure. He also has tiny stiletto uh, stiletto knives that emits gas that can um, a disorient a disorientate uh, disorientate. Yeah. And he also has a lot of different daggers. One emits like electrical shock, and then he has one that freezes things, and then one that makes noise. And oh he also boy. can. So his his whole deal is like, <laughs> my I do knives. <laughs> and he's, and he's shown up. He's knives? shown up kind of a few. He's shown up a few times as well. He's mostly a uh, heroes for hire villain. He fought. Um. He fought. Uh, he fought Luke Cage a lot. Yeah. Captain America, sure. Spider Man, 
So he's kind of like a professional henchman that a mer- mm-hmm. or a mercenary. He's a mercenary for hire. Then there's a Discus who normally works with Stiletto because he's his brother. And he fights the same people because it turns out they work together. He has Discus. Some are razor sharp. <laughs> he also has a boomerang. <laughs> Guess what? He's also really good at throwing his discus. Oh, of course. Of like, course. Well, there's no, he, won, nothing he won gold in high school, so... There's nothing else. <laughs> there's nothing else. <laughs> what was the latest thing he was in? Let's see. He was only in 27 issues. Uh, he was in Civil War. But who okay. wasn't? Oh, he was in... Um, <laughs> but he was not. But uh, So he was in... Uh, the brand new day, aka the one of the worst Spider-Man oh, stories, the absolute worst Spider-Man story of all time. Yeah, what if oh, what if he geez. sold his soul so so people didn't know his name? <laughs> I I pretty it's much summed up brand new day. By the way, it's all I summed it up. It's like, hey, I revealed my name in Civil War, but I don't want people to know that, so yeah. I'm yeah, not married exactly. to Mary Jane. Exactly. Anymore, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we're gonna talk about my favorite one, Man Mountain Marco. Oh man mountain Marco. <laughs> the king of the Marvel universe. Man, man mountain, mountain Marco. Marco. Let's 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 uh take some time and talk about Man Martin Marco. Guess um, what? <laughs> he gained super strength. And <laughs> he's then a mountain. <laughs> And then uh, he's 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 a mountain of a man. He has a and, face. Uh, it's on a mountain, and that's about it. Well, he he first showed up in uh, Amazing Spider-Man number seventy-three. He has uh, he gained low-level super superhuman strength through steroid abuse, as all good superheroes did. <laughs> you know, maybe like uh, Captain America. You know, just a little bit of steroid abuse, and then the. Uh, <laughs> yeah they should they should put they should put an asterisk by his name whenever they call call him good okay so uh, he he has uh, he's a so he took a bunch of steroids and then he fought spider-man power man iron fist and uh then eventually he just took a bunch of horse tranquilizers and almost died <laughs> actually no he did die <laughs> I just took a bunch of horse tranquilizers and died. <laughs> it's, Where it's have very, we gone? Uh, <laughs> we're trying to talk about Nightshade, and we are way off base. <laughs> oh, no, we're done talking about Nightshade. Oh, we're okay. talking about a France right. who didn't oh, get their own right. pages. Well, fair enough. <laughs> well, Stiletto might come up. Well, Stiletto might come up, but I don't really care too much. We'll get more into that one. Uh, Man Mountain Marco definitely didn't come up because we're past that point. So. Um. And then there's the eel, which is just a guy in a suit that is slippery and can shock people. <laughs> Sounds like a really classic Spider-Man villain. That's exactly it. Yeah. So yeah. So we exactly. are done. All right. Out of her henchmen that she Have hired, you... which one was your favorite? I uh, um I I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna say Man Mountain Marco who killed himself. Well, I'd have to agree because that is the single handedly worst name in in marvel <laughs> well he is a 
hunk of man who killed himself using horse tranquilizers. <laughs> man Mountain Marco, you get the uh, you get the gold star for this week. <laughs> you get a gold star for just being a mountain of man. Gold gold star Marvel villain. <laughs> yeah, so what 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 do you have to plug? Hmm. So uh, I am at pritter fourteen ninety two on social media. Um, if you would like to follow up with me on social media for the pod for my podcast, rather, um, I am at my bourbon pod, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, but if you would like to hear our uh, bourbon podcast, uh, you can head to, uh, iTunes and, uh, Stitcher and Google play and YouTube and Podbean and a whole host of different places. Um, we would be happy to have you along. Um, and thanks for listening to this show and thank you, Jesse, for having me on for this episode. You're welcome. I'm glad to to you know have some goof em ups <laughs> oh we have plenty of those yeah so <laughs> my name is jesse i have a podcast called creepy critters where i talk about cryptids um if you'd like to hear me talk about i think by the time this comes out i don't know it's something it's, <laughs> it's we're talking about something so listen to those um i also have a instagram called Mar- uh, marvelous mooch where we talk where I have pictures of my cat on it. <laughs> I also, uh, if you'd like to look at the pictures of the people we're talking about, uh, you can go to HodgePod Group on Facebook, or you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter. Um, and if you like the show, maybe rate, review, subscribe. And besides that, uh, this has been Alphabet Flight. And may Madcap show you how truly meaningless life is. Bye. <laughs>